Hola and welcome in to another episode of the West Life Podcast. I am your host, Josh Barnett. We are brought to you by Holman Barnes Group, which includes West Ashfield League. League's the best place to watch a game live and loud. Uh, this Thursday, luckily, there's West Tigers, or depending how you look on it. Luckily or unluckily, the West Tigers are playing again on the Thursday night and up against the Sharkies. So uh, head to West Ashfield if you're not heading out to Combank. And if we get another towel up, you're in a uh, good company to get a good feed and uh, a good drink. At uh, Westlife Pod on Instagram and Twitter, please give us a follow on the socials and our link tree. Link is in those profiles. That will send you to everything that we do, including our Patreon. We've got a few Patreon questions to get to patreon.com forward slash Westlife. And uh, please subscribe on YouTube. So no YouTube for this episode. So uh, there is a link in that link tree I just mentioned. So uh, she asked her if everyone's normally a YouTuber, well, they listen to us every week. Um, sorry that we're not on the video this week. You you won't see the uh, the steam going from my heads this week. I'm obviously overseas in Fiji recording this on the balcony of my apartment on Wi-Fi that I hope we'll uh, sustain our recording here. But the, uh, the boys are fired up, ready to go. And um, who do I go to first? Let's go to Az. Mr. Thompson, how are you? What are we? Uh, 36 odd hours post-game. Have you... Um, how's how's the uh, the anger after that one or the, the sadness? How are you feeling? Yeah, g'day, Josh. G'day, Rob. G'day, listeners. Um, <laughs> you're not wrong. It's a little bit earlier than it normally would be. So I don't think it's kind of exactly fully sunk in yet. Um, I'm just, I just feel disappointed. I feel flat. Uh, there was, there was a hint of a good performance there. Um, we just fell apart after a couple tries and that was pretty much the end of it. Like they, they competed and I know they competed, um, for like 12 to 14 minutes. Then the Cowboys scored their first try. Uh, the very next set, Junior Tupo drops the ball. Um, and they score, they score off that drop and, the floodgates kind of open from there and uh from what was looking like it could be a highly competitive game became a very very one-sided blowout and just a very very depressing watch yeah i tweeted this out on the westlife uh podcast it was the biggest loss since uh, the only two losses that were higher were in 1935 which of course was during the great depression and I would probably describe being a West Tigers fan the last decade, the Great Depression uh, as well. So You're not wrong. Uh, Mr. Bashara coming in from the Red Room, I assume. I can't see your faces. I wish I – one thing about not doing video, I do enjoy seeing your your faces, but um, audio only this week. But, Mr. Bashara, we promised the fans some fire this week. There's uh, a lot of – lot of anger and emotion around this game and literally the worst loss in West Tigers history. I can't believe after that Roosters game last year that um, things could actually get worse. Yeah, g'day, boys. G'day, listeners. Um, look, it's been a mixture of emotions. Uh, I've said it before, guys. I, personally, I'm immune to it. Uh, I watched the game knowing we were going to lose the other night. Uh, as Aaron alluded to, you know, the Cowboys didn't score till the 15th minute. We moved the ball quite well early. We looked like we were trying to get around right. them and, and pretty much do what we did at Leichhardt Oval when we put 66 on them. 
uh, it's just incredible to think that you could have a 122-point turnaround in, in a six-week period. I know, I, I know we were missing Brooks and Appy, uh, but, you know, you look at the Cowboys, their, their back line was intact other than, you know, Vellame was in for Kyle Felt and they had Tal Malolo and Nanai back. Um, just sitting there and, and when, like, it's really hard to stop momentum sometimes, but I, I really felt for the boys, it's terrible to say, because they're the ones that have, you know, not scored a point and, and cost a 74. Uh, it just, it's just the life of the Tigers fan. It's, it's yep. when you, when you, when you think you can't sink to a new low and it just can't ever get worse than what it is now, we seem to find a way to feel worse as a, as a group. You know, we, we've said previously, like, you know, all year, okay, we always have, have a rip at management and that's not going to stop today because they're useless. But most of the year, I think both of you will agree, the effort has been there. The effort, even mm. when we've lost, the effort has been there. We kind of got a bit of a towel up against the Broncos earlier in the year. And most of the year, the boys have been in the game the whole time. And and now it's, the, the wheels seem to have fallen off. I know we're missing a couple of players, but that doesn't constitute a 122-point turnaround. And, and as much as I love Appy and, you know, Brooks has improved, they're generally two of our highest missed tackle counters. So you're not having him in there to stop 74 mm. points. Um, look, some of the refereeing was shoddy, but big deal. They've yeah. got 50 instead of 74. Like, it's just it's just not a good performance. And it's just <laughs> we're in a massive hole, guys. And, you know, I'm looking forward to discussing how we think we're going to get out of this hole or what we do. But to be a West Tiger supporter right now, I mean – the club's going to say all this stuff about stick solid and let's stick together and do this and do that. And I, I don't, I don't want to heap put anything on the players to be brutally honest. I don't want to heap anyone can heap shit on a 74 nil loss. Mm. I think the only thing we can be now is try and be constructive. And what, what is wrong with our club? How do we strip it down, knock it down and build it back up? Because right now guys, I don't think if Craig, if Craig Bellamy was a coach, we'd still be shit. You just can't work under this organisation. You yeah. can't work underneath men that are going behind coaches' back, whether that, whether it's for the right reasons or the wrong reasons. And then at the same time, they declare they've got nothing to do with the football side of thing. Everything is wrong with the club right now, but, it, you know, we've said it a hundred times before. It starts from the top. But, look, let's let's get into the game and break it down first and then, and then we can get into the, you know, to the imbeciles that, that don't love the club and continue to hold their positions instead of, instead of standing down like they should and being mm. real men. Yeah, well, we we'll, it's a I think it's just a job to uh, send uh, send management sometimes, but um, there's no way that they they live and breathe the losses on these ones. I know on our Twitter I got very emotional the uh, the other night and basically had a crack and tagged the West Tigers themselves and said, I, I don't want to hear BTR talking about players, that their favourite fucking dishes that they like to make at home. And I'm not normally one to uh, to say that sort of thing. But after that 74-0 loss, just everything about the West Tigers at the moment is embarrassing. And just I, I honestly feel sorry for the social media team and the, the media department. Uh, at at the club because no matter what they do at the moment, it's just it's going to be absolutely hammered by by both West Tigers fans and other fans kind of want to rub it in as well. But 
man, honestly, can I actually just put uh, ask the boss and that sort of shit? Maybe put it on hold. I mean, it's a, it's a short turnaround this week, so maybe it's pretty easy for them to do that as well this week. But just, I, I don't know. And to our listeners here, like I honestly, consuming West Tigers content at the moment is like, it just brings back pain at the moment. So the fact of, if you're listening to this now and listening to us relive and re-talk about that shit on Saturday night, we truly appreciate every single one of you tuning in. I know a lot of you call it West Tigers therapy. So, um, yeah, someone called called on the online BTR, uh, a competitor of ours, and I said, look, BTR, the BTR podcast, that's a PR podcast for the West Tigers. That's that's all it's ever going to be. And I understand they're never, ever going to say, be critical of the, the West Tigers club. So, but you can be sure as hell that uh, we're going to unleash on them. The West Tigers take on the Cronulla Sharks this Thursday night, and you can support the West Tigers at the home of the West Tigers, West Ashfield, when they take on the Sharkies. Don't miss out on uh, great pizzas and great beers, and you can watch the game live and loud. Get a feed from Walk On or in the uh, Garden Bistro as well. And for more information, go to Holman Barnes Group. .com.au, Holman Barnes Group, bringing people together. Today, and one man that probably is not going to be uh, spared as well as Mr. Sheens. We're going to go through the press conference first, though. Uh, let's talk about um, uh, Sheensy talking about the uh, inexperience of the players. There's a bit of that, but you know, no excuses. We, we, we just, you know, there's too many tackles. I think we had, you know, 50% of our 37% possession. You know, I mean, please, you know, you just can't win a game. Not, not with a side like that as good as they are if you stay up here. And their form recently has been very strong. Ours hasn't been, so, you know, it, it reflected in our uh, in the school on tonight, that's for sure. As... It is, I mean, not to make excuses for a side, there's there's literally no excuse. I honestly don't think a New South Wales Cup team, like when it, you have, have 74 points put on you, like it's, um, yeah, it's, it, there can't be an excuse in the book, but it is a pretty inexperienced team out there at the moment for the club. Yeah, for sure. There, there are definitely no excuses. We do have a very inexperienced side at the moment, especially with the injuries um, and the youngsters we've had coming in. Like, Jareem has played, what, 10 games or less. Um, Talon De Silva was playing just his second game. Uh, we had we have a few experienced guys in there, but they can't do everything themselves. It's a like it's it's the 17 players that go out there and play. And um, once, like Rob said earlier, once we lost the momentum, it was game over. Um, my my main example I can think of regarding that was uh, the first set of the second half where the Cowboys have a really, really good set, get all the way downfield, um, kick the ball um, and get a get a dropout. We, we kick the dropout. Um, we don't get it back off the short restart. And um, <clears throat> that, but we get the ball from the escort penalty um, and then first tackle after the after the penalty, we lose the ball and like we we knock on the ball and 
um, yeah, we just couldn't wrestle back momentum in any way, shape or form. And they just kept rolling right through us. Rob, would you buy any of that? Yeah, look, like I said earlier, momentum's hard to stop. I mean, you know, I've, unfortunately, I rewatched the game. Um, you know, we, we looked good for five minutes and we even got a, re- a looked like we were going to get a repeat set. Sean Bloor put a kick into yeah. the end goal and they, they got the ball back from the short yep. dropout. And, and you know, uh, what's his name? Tom Deedon didn't score till the 15th minute. So we were going set for set. But I, I think the worry for me a few weeks ago, and we mentioned it on the podcast, was if we were out of finals contention, how do you keep the motivation up? Uh, because the boys have been up pretty much yeah. all year, even though the results haven't gone our way. We saw the, the rabble we were against the Gold Coast. You know, we, we lost to Melbourne without six or seven of their best players, and now this. So it just seems like it is very hard, and it was always going to be one of those games where if we got a try early, then we'll probably, you know, we'll, we'll have a go. But if if things turn to shit, we've absolutely got no resilience. And and really, that's that's the one word that we didn't have the other night. We had no resilience. There wasn't one or two people that actually just said, you know what, we've just got to stop them this set because mm. there were literally sets where they scored, you know, back-to-back tries. And, you know, I always go back to Tim Sheen's ridiculous comment pre-season that, you know, if you score a try off every set, you don't have to do any tackling. Well, it looks like the Cowboys heeded that advice. Yeah. After the 15-minute mark. So, um, look, it's just I'm used to it. We're used to it. The problem is, and, and this is what why the club buries their head in the sand, they're losing supporters. They already lost supporters before this year. And mm. and there's, there's more people threatening not to watch games and not to do this. And it's not all talk yep. because they'll say, oh, you know, we'll get other members and do this and do that. When you get lifetime supporters, whether they be West Tigers supporters or West Magpies or Balmain Tigers, and they want to walk away, you have to look in the mirror when you're the leaders of the club and say, what are we doing, number one? Is it right? And if it's wrong, are we the men to lead us forward? And I just can't believe we've got, you know, I'm having a go at these guys, and it's not that they don't try. They're certainly trying. They're just proven to be incapable, okay? And not. And really, the biggest problem with this club has been decision-making and identifying talent. And I'm not just talking about players. I'm talking about coaches, losing Todd Payton, losing Andrew Webster, getting back a has-been coach that hadn't coached in the NRL for 10 years and failed in three gigs in England and who sued the club 10 years ago when he was offered a job as a junior development coach and and to bring all the kids through pathways. But you hire him back. And no disrespect to our two legends, They've had no coaching experience. Whether they turn out to be good coaches or not, they haven't done an apprenticeship. Who are the West Tigers board, Lee Hadjipentelis and Justin Pascoe and co? I know Pascoe's not on the board, but he's a CEO. Who the yeah. fuck are they to say, we can just appoint two blokes that haven't done the groundwork because they're legends of the club, because they love the club, that they're going to be the right people to be the coaches. If that was the case... Laurie Nichols would have coached the Balmain Tigers for the 50 years prior to the merger. Mm-hmm. Okay, it doesn't work like that. You have to do the spade work. You can't name one NRL coach that hasn't done the groundwork, hasn't worked in as, as an assistant or you know for many years. And what do we do? We anoint someone as a head coach and just say, you know, Tim Sheens is going to sprinkle a bit of magic dust on him and he'll be sweet to go in 2025. Now, maybe Benji can coach. 
and a lot, I hear a lot of positive things about him. But the thing is, all the positive things I hear about him are from within the club. And you really can't believe anything that comes out of Concord, Josh. It's just, it's just at that point where, you know, that the, the, the guys that make the decisions want to separate themselves from the football department. But at the end of the day, it all filters from the top. And, geez, if I had a dollar for every time someone has texted me the fish rots from the head, you know, I'd be a millionaire over hmm. the last two years because that's what people keep saying. But the problem with our club, Josh, is we don't have proper governance. We really don't. I know not every club does it, but certainly Canterbury and Parramatta, they have voting rights. If things are going bad, you can you can vote people in and out of important positions. We can't do that, mate. Like, where's Justin Pascoe going to get a half a million dollar job from if he if he steps down? Like, mm. what idiot would hire him? You know, and, and and everything we are doing, guys, it's mismanagement. Just because they say that the balance sheets are in the black, that doesn't mean we're not being mismanaged. We have been mismanaged for a long time, guys. And I don't see any light out of it. I do not see anyone succeeding under the current board. They all need to look at themselves in the mirror. They need to put their own self-interest aside, step down and let better people do the job because these guys are not cutting it, Josh. And we've all had enough of it. And like I say, I might sound like I'm angry or a bit upset. I, I just get to the point sometimes, Josh, I don't give a shit anymore. Like, what for? Like, what? I had the best afternoon yesterday. Went and played golf with the family, had a great meal, didn't care about footy. And that's where my life is now. Like, I used to revolve my whole life around our games of footy, whether it was going to games, watching the games. What for, guys? What for? Like, even if we we miraculously beat Cronulla, big deal. Like, seriously, big deal. We can't even reach the finals. It's just... It's just really hard to keep watching this year after year. We keep going backwards. We keep getting the same excuses. We get all these promises of all these wonderful kids coming through. We're getting toweled up in every grade, you know, whether it's New South Wales Cup, Jersey flag, whatever. Tim Sheen's never names who these so-called wonder kids are going to come. And there's no guarantee that even if we have wonder kids, are we ever going to keep them? Hmm. So it's, it's just... Sorry to rave on, man, but you keep going on with your sheen hey. stuff. But I, I just can't believe a word this bloke says. He's he's destroyed our club. He was never a financial, uh, never financial. He was never a football director in an NRL capacity before. Why was talking he about Pasco? Sorry, talking about Pasco no, or Sheen's sheen. sheen never been a football director. He was. He's always been a football coach. He's never been mm. a director. He absolutely crucified to two thousand and twenty two. I mean, and now we've what have we won? Even if if you include Madge's wins, we've had seven wins in two years. Am I correct? Mm. Four four last year and three this year. We'd, like you put right. them all together, and we still wouldn't be in the in contention for the finals. Mm. And and I, I don't know how supporters stick, guys. I really don't. But there's, I know I know every club goes through good and bad times. There's no quick fix with this. While we've got the leadership we've got, and they are in total denial. They will just keep saying we're doing all the right things. We're doing this. We're doing that. It never works, guys. Every decision they make is fucking rubbish. Mobile Corp supports local businesses by managing their IT, their networks, and their mobile devices. If you're a local business owner looking for a partner who will take away the hassle of dealing with IT issues, make sure you have cybersecurity in place. Handle all your mobile device needs then Mobile Corp can help. Mobile Corp is a family-run business and a long-time supporter of the West Tigers. Reach out to our mate, Stephen, at 
uh, and the team at Mobile Corp or check out mobilecorp.com.au. That's mobilecorp.com.au. You talked about dedicating your life to this club and obviously the three of us, uh, even before we did this show, literally, I mean, as driving from Orange for every, he put a tweet up, he counted up how many games he drove from Orange the last, what, five or six years. As And for myself, like just seeing other super fans, like because obviously I've been a premium member uh, for the last several years now and just through, again, before even doing this show, just there's so many familiar faces through West Tigers and like the fan base that you know. Shouts out to, I saw a tweet from superfan Elaine the other day and she uh, was talking about how she does literally revolve her entire life around that she she travels around australia she goes to most i don't i don't think she went to townsville this week I'm, i could be wrong about that but travels around the country following the team go, going to every game little Lockie obviously does the same and like she mentioned elaine that is that she's at a, her wits end like she's ready to just like to just give up ghosts because and Talking about the, the the biggest biggest of West Tigers fans, just wanting to walk out on and just leave leave the club behind. Like it's just it's it's beyond just not being good. The the club's just it's it's losing fans. And it, we talked about the argument uh, on, on Twitter about not getting a membership, and that's the only way Pasco and get out. And I can kind of see that now, but um, I also don't want to give up. On supporting the players as well, but I mean, as well as uh, de- dedicating your life to this is how I watched the game the other night. So I'm obviously um, at a resort here in Fiji. I was I left a family dinner early to get back to the hotel to watch the game. Stood in the bar and by myself, looking up at the TV, just watching the Cowboys put try after try on us, like. And the fact that the club, and I was just standing there thinking, man, like my son and my wife were like off watching a fire ceremony or something. And I, I missed that for the game. And you boys in the group chat were saying, go and enjoy your holiday and go and enjoy your holiday. And to be honest, if I wasn't doing this podcast, I probably would have. But I'm a person that I never shut off the game early and I never leave early to beat the traffic. I always watch the game, even before I did the show and did reviews every week of the games. Never, always stay to the uh, to the bitter end, no matter what, unless it's like maybe if it's like torrential rain or something, but pretty much never switch off the TV. I know Shane in the group chat he was basically saying, "Why why do you guys even bother watching it anymore?" But it's just it's 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 our life. Even even before the show, they that's why I called it West Life because the, the team is our lives, and it's just it's just so depressing at the moment being a West. West Tigers fan. It's just, man, it's just the other night. And just people within the club, obviously we've had our run-ins with the people at the club. The fact that word, um, we've heard word that they call us not true fans. And that with that comment, they can get absolutely fucked because us, us three and the majority of our listeners have way more emotional investment into this team than Justin fucking Pascoe does. Like, there's, there's no way that he... The, the only reason I mentioned it when I did the tour of the Center of Excellence as a membership, and the first fucking thing that he gets out is uh, slideshows showing 
the, how, the financial status of the team. I'm looking around the room, like, of West Tigers fans kind of just bewildered, saying, like, what are you doing, man? Like, this was off the back of a four-win season. So this is before, uh, I think it was a couple of rounds into this season. So whatever. Just uh, after a decade of just absolute miseries of West Tigers fans, and he just he just has the audacity to think that we actually care that much about financial projections. Like, fuck me. We just, it's a football team. This team, like, we've dedica- dedicated our entire lives, well, not our entire lives, but a lot of our lives revolves around this club and they, they just don't seem to give a fuck. It's just, they're just inept. But um, Josh, the number one thing with this club, what, what, don't listen to what they say. Their number one goal, this is a business, okay? They mm. don't run it very well, but their number one goal is about money. It's about money. It's about memberships, okay? Like you think about it, the chairman is our major sponsor, okay? He's got to get bang for his buck, Okay. And we're going so bad, he's getting plenty of bang on his buck because everyone knows Bryden, Bryden's lawyers, okay? There is no care factor. Like, look, I've noticed recently from people that reach out to me that, you know, Pasco is returning emails from disgruntled fans. But, like, the guys like, you know, Aaron, yourself and me, like, we, I, I mean, I'm replying to people every day. I don't get shit for, for, for talking to people. I just love our fans because they're Tigers. Mm. We're all Tigers. We're meant to stick together. So if someone sends me a DM or a text message or rings me up or sends me an email or reply to everyone on the, on the flip side of that, guys, I get death threats. I get watch your back. I get called names about my appearance, which you kindly delete Josh. And you don't realize that I've read them already. Mm. I, 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 I cop all that stuff. I don't care about that. We do this because we want better for our club. I don't really want to, character assassinate Hadjapentelis, Pasco, the people on the board, but we want better. When, at what level of time are they going to look in the mirror and say, we can't do the job our fans deserve better? What moment in time, when is the penny going to drop? Seriously, like they cannot lead us out of this hole that we're in. And we've all had enough of it. And, you know, I'm going to watch the game Thursday night. And I don't know if we're going to win or lose. I'm sure we'll be a little bit more intense because you generally bounce back after a yeah, 70, revenge. 74 yeah. to nil loss. But so what? It's just like watching, you know, a, a, one of your kids play sport, knowing they're going to lose against someone who's a bit bigger and a bit stronger. And it's just it's just not fun. It's just not fun watching games without hope. And yeah. They keep giving us, we'll be right next year, we'll be right next year, we'll be right next year. And we've gone 9th, 11th, 13th, 16th, maybe 17th this year. Who cares? I mean, it's just, there. there's just no light at the end of the tunnel. And we need that change up top because no matter who we put up there, if we put the most capable CEO, the most capable chairman, we have the best board in the NRL, it's still going to take another few years to fix this up now because they keep making brain-dead decisions on our player roster, okay? We're letting go of people that have been the best players in our club, in bad teams, people that are passionate about the club, people that love the club, game managers, keeping the shit, getting rid of the better ones. and So they're obviously poor judges, but we've just got to put up with it and put up with it and put up with it. doesn't look like there's any light, guys, and it's... I don't blame people for walking away and, and 
my take on all our supporters, even the ones that abuse the shit out of me, I, I really don't give a shit. There's no right and wrong way to react to this. We're all different. If if you want to get membership, if that makes you feel better, good for you. If you don't want to watch a game again, good for you. Like, just do what makes you happy, okay? But at the end of the day, it's just made me realise that I've wasted most of my life following rugby league. And if I go back to the Balmain days, I've seen three finals since 1990. And I'm sure the Magpies guys maybe have had one more. But, you know, even even prior to the merger, the Magpies did diddly squat for 40 or 50 years. So it's just, it's just a waste of time. It's absolutely a waste of time. So if you love your footy, watch it. But just don't take it seriously because these mugs running our club are just buried us deeper and deeper and deeper. We're going to have the best salary cap in history because no one is going to come to us. Like, we're going to be $10 million under the cap next year. We literally could not buy anyone. We're going to make some, you know, needle in the haystack bloody signing just to try and save face, like a dumb Josh Reynolds or a Chris McQueen signing or something like that and say, oh, he's a state of origin player and and spend most of his time in reserve grade. We're, it's it's just hard, man. It's just, it's just I just cannot... I cannot listen to Lee Hadjipantelis anymore. I'm glad Justin Pascoe's in his hole. Um, but, yeah, listening to Tim Sheen. Might be holidays. Just Tim, Tim Sheen's, it's just, is the is in, I have no doubt in my mind, he's the worst appointment we could have ever made. I know he's overseeing things and Benji's pretty much doing a lot of it. But this guy is like, you, you know, an old man that tinkers in the garage with things? This is Tim <laughs> Sheen. He, he'll he'll tinker here, he'll put this bloke at halfback, he'll put this winger on the bench, he'll just do this and do that. And once every 30 years, he'll strike magic like he did in 2005 and, and the rest of it goes to shit. He's really past his use-by date, guys. And we've got him for another year and he's trotting out that stuff in the media conference. Like, someone asked him, has he lost the player group? I don't know if you're going to play that or not. And he didn't oh, yeah, got... Okay, well, he doesn't even yeah. get uh, give a decent answer. Like, yeah. can you honestly tell me that everyone's on board? How do you go for a, what is it, 122-point turnaround in six weeks, Josh? Mm-hmm. How does a club that looked so promising six weeks ago go? Like, you know, okay, we let go of Joe Offengawi, very good player, loved the club, but, you know, he's not Dally Messenger. Who else are we missing? The half and the hooker. How does it go to that if you haven't lost the play, playing group? It's it just defies logic. It really does. It does your head in, and that's why, like I say, if supporters want to watch or don't want to watch. Good for them. Do do what makes you happy because I can guarantee you, most of those people in the club do not give a fuck about us. They talk the talk, but at the end of the day, they just want your dollars. That's all they want. I'll play that clip now, and then we'll go straight to the uh, game review. As is going to get the uh, into the statistics. We're going to go through those as uh, depressing and one-sided they are. But here's that change clip that uh, Rob just mentioned. Is there a lack of inexperience out there when it starts to go bad? There's a bit of that, mate. There's a bit of that, but, yeah. Oh, wrong one. This one. Tim, it's a tough question. Has your team quit on you? That is... No, that's a stupid question. Sorry, mate. So that's basically what you're referring to, Rob? Yeah, and and let's be... Let's not, you know, let's call a spade a spade. That's a fucking stupid answer. You lose 74 0 and you don't think you've lost the players? Seriously? Is this what this old fuck thinks now? Well, come on, man. It's just not good enough. 
get him out of there. He's a disgrace to anyone that ever wore the West Tigers jersey. I don't give a fuck if he won a premiership. He just should be paid out his contract and fucking shipped off to some fucking island where he sits under a deck chair with, with his third wife and, and just fucks off. Seriously. Right. As let's go through the heart, uh, the statistics. So obviously for those that don't know, 74 nil to the Cowboys. What are, uh, give us, give us the damage. What's some of the ones that stand out for you? All right. So the first thing that stands out is possession. Um, Cowboys, 63%, Tigers, 37%. Um, mm. And our completion rate of 52%, 18 completed sets from 34. Um, you're, not, you're not even going to give yourself a chance to win a game of football if you can, if you only complete 50%. Yeah. Of you your, keep scoring tries, you get, you get the ball yeah. back, I guess. Yeah, which happened like three or four times in a row for the Cowboys yeah. there when, in, the, in between like the... Um, the 15th and the 23rd minute or something. It was like four tries in eight, eight minutes. And then they're on pace with the, with the scoreboard. Um, so run meters, Cowboys more than doubled us. They had just shy of 2000. Oh, can you hear me boys? Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Have we got you, Josh? I can hear you, Aaron. I can't hear Josh. I think we've lost him. We might have lost Josh. Yeah. Oh, he'll he'll get back in a sec. Yeah. Anyway, I'll keep going. So Yeah, keep going. Sorry, guys. Uh, I, I, my my computer just switched my headphones off for some reason. I can hear you now. Oh, that's all right. <laughs> uh, run meters, yep. So the Cowboys had just shy of 2,400, while we had 1,011. So they nearly multiplied our run meters by two and a half. Uh, Post-contact meters, they more than doubled, 712 to 347. They made 13 line breaks to our one. Ironically, we still had the faster average play the ball speed, which we've had most weeks this year. Um, There's not a whole lot else until we get down to missed tackles. The Cowboys missed 28 and we missed 54. Um, So that's a lot worse than our normal missed tackle count so far this season. We made 16 errors to the Cowboys' eight. Uh, yeah, it's uh, errors. I mean, they were just some schoolboy stuff. Obviously, Tupo dropping that just simple catch for the try. But just, man, it was just one of those nights. They just looked like absolute amateurs. Like, they didn't look like... Like, a New South Wales Cup side would be, like... An understatement of how Paul. I mean, New South Wales Cup. There are New South Wales Cup sides that execute plays better than we did the other night. You'd hope so, anyway. It was like um, stuff almost. We've got a good yeah. forward, guys. There's no, there's no reason to be getting beat seventy-four nil. Yeah, okay. it's unbelievable. Okay, the, the, the players, the players weren't up for it. The coach's job is to get the players up. They weren't up. There's no excuses. The one thing Sheens did say is there's no excuses, but he's got no excuses. Uh, anything else, Saz? Uh, that's all for the team stats. Um, did we want to have a look at the player stats or uh, any? Yeah, any what, what's the, like? Is there any any shining light? I know my boy Sean Bloor was the uh, the highest in terms of fantasy points. Although that's always the. Uh, <laughs> the way to judge the best player in the game. But I thought that was a little bit interesting that he uh, 
was statistically our best player? Um, honestly, for me, the shining light was Jareem Buller. He made a few errors more than he normally makes. Um, but in saying that, he still tried really hard. He still got that youthful exuberance and he still um, made a solid performance. Other than Jareem and, to an extent, Sean, um, to me, those are the guys that kind of stood above the rest in a, in a side that didn't really get a chance to shine. Uh, any, yeah, anyone else? Anyone, Rob, is there any, were there any players that you could think of that wasn't, we're going to get into player ratings. I'll uh, give a little preview. There's a lot of donuts in that one, but um, any little shining lights amongst the playing group for you, Rob? Oh, look, maybe not so much individually. I mean, yeah, Buller did make a few errors, Aaron, but, you know, in his defence, you know, I, there was one time when he got taken out by Velame and we didn't get a penalty. He was tackled mid-air. Like, we, we didn't really, like yeah. I said, we didn't get we didn't get much help in, in stopping momentum. You know, even, not that it mattered, but even when it was 68 nil, how that pass was called forward, you know, it was an absolute freaking joke. We might have we yeah. held him to 68. Um, yeah. No, I, I just thought... I just don't think Naden's been the same player since he's come back. I think he's, he's mm. been awful. And not, not to single out, there's a lot of missed tackles, a lot of bad things from everyone. But the thing that stood out for me is I was watching the game and I, j- I just felt sorry for the boys. I, there was no – it was not like, you know, F you or stuff you or whatever. I, I, I love all the players. I'll tell you who I did feel sorry for the most. Isaiah Papali, I was just looking at him. Like Sometimes he got the ball. It was like someone gave him all. It was like, okay, mate, you try to do something. And I just feel sorry for the bloke. I actually just wish he was in another team where he would shine because he's an absolute beast. He's probably one or two notches down from David Fafita and he doesn't look anything like it in our team because we we don't know how to make him look good. So I I just feel sorry for them all as a collective. I, I like what we tried to do with the ball and get around them early. Obviously, we didn't get enough of that. Um, but I think when you get down... 12 nil, 18 nil, 24 nil. You've really got to rein it in. And I, I just think even if we'd have scored a try early and got to 6 nil or 12 nil, it just looked like we were going to play pretty on Saturday night. We weren't going to play tough. We were just going to like play a, a, an attractive brand, but not really get into the grind and not prepare to get into it. And obviously the scoreline reflects that. But yeah, it's kind of weird watching a game that ends up 74 nil and, and thinking to yourself, like I've rewatched the game and I thought, well, I can't say anyone didn't try. They they tried, but there was just no belief or no, you know, intent in what they were doing defensively. Like our mm. right edge was our right edge was so good six or seven weeks ago, guys. It's not just the game we won against the Cowboys. It's the, the other games. You know, Canberra didn't go down our right edge and score. Yeah, uh, you know, like there's other teams, and then suddenly, ever since we made the switch with with uh, bringing Sean in, and no disrespect to Sean Bloor, by bringing Sean in, taking Bateman away from that right edge to the middle and putting Isaiah Papali on the right, our defence has gone to crap. Like, our left edge was always struggling. And I know we did we made these moves to try and create more points, but we've totally undone our defence. I, I really think it's time for John Bateman to go back to the right edge because the communication between Bateman with Wakem, Wakem was defending really good outside Bateman, Stafford Tower, David Nofaluman, like no one was getting tries down that side. So I think moving forward, I'd love to see Bateman back on the right edge. The experiment hasn't worked. You can't persist with something that doesn't work. In theory, we all like Bateman as a lock because we thought he could ball play. 
and do a bit of this. And but I just think he's just more suited on the edge, and he's also a bit more more dangerous in attack. And maybe it's like, look, Sean Bloor can tackle, but you know, a couple of times he does get found out on that left edge. Maybe he's he's better defending in the middle with with some more men around him, because you know, certainly one on one, he's a very strong player. You know, to get past. So maybe move Sean into the middle. You know, just trying to trying to find something going forward. You know, you can't keep doing the same shit all over and expecting, you know, a different result. So we're going to have to do something, guys. But, yeah, Bateman, Bateman has to go back to the right edge for mine. Uh, anything else? I'll head on just on to the uh, other grades for the weekend. No, no, nothing nothing in terms of, like, I just think it's funny that they, they got their 74 points from the 15th minute. And I, I had a quick look back at our 66-18 win. And it's hard to believe that with our 66 points that we scored six weeks ago, we had a 15-minute dry spell and we had a 23-minute dry spell. Mm. So we scored all our 66 points in 42 minutes. Yeah, so it's just weird how it goes. It's, it's, it's mm. not always like, you know, it's not happening every few minutes. Sometimes you just get a, a lull and then sometimes yeah. it all comes in a heap. So Yeah, sometimes yeah, tries create weird. tries. No, but when you yeah, think of, you know, West Tigers... And George Canterbury, I think between the three of them, they conceded 192 points. So mm. they're, they're just awful teams to watch right now. Yeah, and probably the three most followed—I uh, guess South and Para as well—but three of the of the most followed teams in Sydney. Yeah, they they all so, deserve to be going better, and they don't have mm. to be winning premierships. They just have to be competitive consistently, week yeah. after week, and you know, occasionally make the finals, occasionally miss out. Not not be anchored to the bottom of the table like we are. Yeah, shout to our Dragons friends. I feel sorry for them as well. Uh, in New South Wales Cup, the boys got done 46-18, to 18, but this was actually only 2018 at um, at halftime. Alan Fitzgibbon used to, I was just seeing here, he scored four tries for the Bears. Didn't he play for us? Yeah, he did. Yep. He and then ben, last year. ben Stefanovic. Also played for us as well. He kicked five and nine conversions. So um, yeah, New South Wales Cup. I mean, there's so many of those, so many players in first grade at the moment that would be down in cup normally. So it's kindly, uh, it's a knock-on effect. Some might might even say that um, when you got to send players down. Uh, Jersey flag. Uh, the score there was sixteen. Oh, the boys got a win, sixteen fourteen against the. Eels, yeah, I wonder if, I mean, what are your thoughts on Talon to Silver, boys? I mean, I'm so excited for this kid. Do you think it's kind of got to hamper him? Should we put send him back to Flag to, for his sake, do you think, at the moment? I think you've got to mix it up a little bit. That's probably the one thing that Sheens did say that was quite valid in the press conference. You just can't bring all the kids in at once, and you probably have yeah. to give, give them stints up and down, but you know, if, if we're gonna if we're gonna experiment, I mean, maybe they've made their mind up on Matamua, but you know, I'd I'd be trying to find out what he can do for the rest of the year mm. because if he's not good enough, then let him go. Uh, but yeah, I, look, with the silver, I'd actually like to see him playing behind a team that's going well. Not you know, yeah, it's, it's not his fault that he came on. We were getting tailed up against Melbourne, and obviously getting tailed up against the Cowboys. So it's pretty hard when you're behind a, a beaten pack. But, yeah, if, if our boys are going forward and getting some quick play the balls, I mean, his speed is really electric. So, uh, But I just don't think it's fair. I mean, it's, 
not done on purpose, but I don't think it's fair for him to come on being down by plenty against the Storm and, and the Cowboys and expecting him to be, you know, Robbie Farrow or something like that. So, but yeah, he, I, I like his attitude. I like, I, I think he can do a lot, but yeah, it's, it's hard when you're not going forward. Right, let's get drop, into... um, do they do they maybe drop talent out until Appy comes back and then play him on the back of Appy um, that way? Do you think that might be a, a good thing to do with Talon? Well, who do you play It's a possibility, but I mean, you know what? Do you, do you just say you mark Jake Simpkins' papers as stamped and never get to be a permanent first grader anymore? Like we have to make some some tough calls, and we also need to have some depth as well because if you get yeah. one or two players injured. Like like we've had in the half situation this year, you know, with Dewey and Brooks and and letting go of you know previous players that were there and having no backups. Like, what do you do, Aaron? It's it's a it's it's a tough one. But yeah, I, I'd I'd like to see him. We'll put it this way: I'd like to see Talon De Silva play on the bench when we play St George or Canterbury. Okay, and I'm not saying we're going to beat them, but surely we'd be competitive against those two teams. And like to see what he can do when the game the scores are close, the game's on the line watch his decision-making. I mean, he's only young still, so he's going to learn. But we need to get him in situations where what he's doing matters. It really doesn't matter what he does when you're down 50 to nil. You know, like, it's, yeah. it's hard. But, yeah, but when yeah, it'd just be nice to give him some quality time as opposed to just minutes for the sake of it. Right. Play ratings. Uh, I'm only going to mention the players that got higher than two in this one. The rest I'll... Um, Put it this way, yeah, they're all – there's quite a few that didn't even get past one. Uh, Timmy Timmy Sheen's 0. 0.6, I'll mention his. Uh, Drew Buller, 2.3, uh, 2.074, or 2.1, if you round it up, for Steph. 2.1 for Talon, 2.1 for Clem, uh, 2.3 for Papa, uh, and 2.2 for my guy, Sean Bellore. Look uh, – a lot of people have gone through this one. It's a little bit of a how much can you read into the numbers because a lot of people did go in and fill this and just, uh, give like on the Simpsons when Homer makes the wish for all the donuts in the world. This is kind of what um, what was served up in this one. So do you boys, is there is there any of those do you think maybe should have got more than a, than a two? Yeah, of course. There's plenty that were better than a two, but... You know what do you what do you expect our supporters, Josh, to, to fill in? You know, an hour after the game, when the, you know yeah. you've been towed up seventy four nil, you got the shits with the whole world. I'm surprised there weren't negative scores put in. You know, oh, because well, you, that's, you can't do that. That's, you know, like, I know. Yeah. But I mean, well, you'd just be putting zeros. Like if I filled that out after full time, whether they deserved it or not, I'd be putting zeros because I'd have the shits. So yeah. I just I think it's hard for people to be objective. You know, as as a team. We were a one, okay? We were a one out of 10 at best. But individually, guys, I, I just felt sorry for the blokes. You know, even the ones that made tackles and then there were still offloads and it was just it was just hard to watch. And uh, that's the one thing. I, I still love the players. I love the team. I love the jersey. I feel sorry for them. There's no one in that team that I don't like or anything like that. It's just, it's just I, I feel sorry for them because they don't have proper coaches. Okay, they don't. It's it's a fact. I mean, the only one that's had done any time is Sheens and Ferner. They don't have an upper management. You've got an upper management that's gone behind the back of the coaches, basically, and gone and got Scott Fulton. 
there's there's just no harmony. You've got Michael Shamus saying that Benji's going to be fast-tracked to head coach next year, which obviously we know Shamus, you know, has an umbilical cord to Justin Pascoe. Mm-hmm. And then Lee Hadjipentelis an hour or two later throws flame. SMH. Yeah. So you, there's just no one's on the on the same page. And and the, the one thing that keeps coming back to me is how do you get a 112-point turnaround in six weeks with the majority of the players from both teams still being there, you know, unless it's a fixed match, which we know it's not fixed. Okay, so there there is a major problem within our club. You can't tell me that it's all harmonious when you're losing 74 nil. There's obviously, whether it's even from the coaches to the management, I don't know. It's it's a real mess at the moment, guys. And and the thing is, like I said at the start of the show, we can all put shit on everyone, but it's what we do from here that, that counts. And I think the first thing that has to happen is the people in charge have to go. They just cannot... They cannot say they love this club and maintain their positions. They have to fall on their own swords. But we know what these people are like. You know, every time we hear Lee Hadjipen tell us, it's like you're at Aunt Nelly's funeral uh, will reading and, you know, he's reading out what you're all going to get in your benefits. Like, he just talks like a lawyer at every opportunity. He's got no warmth to him. Pasco's just like a politician. And we know the club's all about money. There's just no passion within the club. They don't care, mate. They just want your membership and they want your dollars and and they're praying to, like buggery that we get a win here and there to, to save face. But all the false hope they promise, it's it's all bullshit because we're seeing the results. As any players for you that deserve a bit higher rating than a two? Yeah, I would have probably given higher ratings to Jareem, Ice and Sean. Um, just those three off the top of my head were more of a standout than I think a two. Uh, yeah, some definite solid individual performances. It's just, um, it's a team sport and you can't win a team sport without the whole team playing well. And um, there were just, yeah, too many, too many errors, too many mistakes, too many um, dumb decisions and just, yeah, not being able to wrestle, wrestle back any momentum, just kept, kept things piling up on top of us. There's too many new pieces, guys. There's, there's the lack of cohesion was pretty bad. I, th- I thought Dane Laurie did some good things with the ball and he only missed a couple of tackles. Um, I don't know if they'll persist with that this week, but, you know, we had Stafford move back from 5-8 to centre and Naden back switching from one side to the other side and, yeah, it's just, we're, we're going to keep doing this juggling around all year and, and then you're not going to get cohesion in defence. So unless we, we settle for a, a formula that works, um, I'd expect similar score lines most weeks. Oh, sorry, guys. I just had to move move to the bathroom because my laptop was running out of battery. Uh, we'll get, in, get into <laughs> some comments. I've got to try and not wake up my sleeping son. Sure. Yeah, but, uh, a few of the best comments of this. Um, so when, when you do fill in this form, the numbers, uh, you obviously rate every player out of 10. You get to put in a comment from the game, and I'll read out the best ones here. What have we got? Uh so from Chris, so predictable this club, no spirit, awful effort. We knew they come out fired up, yet we take the buy week off to go holidaying to England and Fiji instead of being focused on the Cowboys onslaught. We deserve everything we can get with our constantly dumb decisions uh, board to coaches down. That's a good point. Benji went to Fiji for a few days and obviously, I mean, I don't know, with Johnny Bateman, 
to go home and see family, I think it's a little bit different. Obviously, it's a big, big trip to do in such a short amount of time. But um, I don't know, boys, what are your thoughts on that? Aaron or me? Sorry. Oh, uh, as what do you reckon? Um, I, I personally, I don't have any problem with him going home for a, like a, a small, um, brief period of time, like over a bye week, um, with three bye weeks, there's a chance there for him to potentially do that. Like we don't have any more buys for the rest of the season. So, um, the games are going to be coming at us thick and fast, whether we like it or not for the next nine weeks before the end of mm. the season. So yeah, I don't have too much of an issue with him, um, going back home and having a brief holiday. What about yeah. you, Rob? Yeah, I think the season was over anyway, guys. So, mm. they, and and yeah. you know, they're the sort of decisions that do that. But I mean, no one's going to begrudge them a holiday. I mean, even Benji, Benji's effectively a full time coach. It's probably his only chance to to get away and mm. do what he's got to do. But you know, this is the other thing too. Like, you know, we we've got to basically now we can see how bad the team's going, and these idiots that appointed Benji, Robbie, whatever. If we're going to speak the truth, we've got to put shit on our club legends. Okay, we've we've got to bag our club legends who should never have been offered a job of coach when they've never coached before. And I'm not saying they can't coach, but they haven't done the spade work. And and two years is certainly not enough spade work when other other coaches have done anything from five to ten years of being understudies before they get head coaches. But these idiots are hiding behind Benji, Robbie, and the like, and we're getting the results that you know we expected. Uh, from Boyd, truly shows the depth of this club. There are players in this side who wouldn't make any other squad in the NRL. Some of the efforts on the outside backs is deplorable. What do these fellas do at training all week? These blokes are a fucking disgrace. Uh, yeah, Boyd, telling us what he reckons there. Um, Adam said, no halves, but that's no excuse to lose like that. Defense was lacking when you were going. they were going to bring their A game. Uh, Leighton, this club is a complete abomination. Unless a bomb is dropped on Concord and Sheen's Pascoe and Lee deported out of Australia, this uh, merry-go-round of sadness will continue forever. This team never ceases to amaze me and challenge my mental health on a regular basis. Uh, Josh said, should have forfeit. Uh, Joseph, friend of the show, Joseph Alifarchi, shameful performance. So embarrassed to be a Tiger supporter after this game. Pascal and Lee have to resign and go. We are beyond a laughing stock. Um, Josh B, again, that's not, that's not me, uh, but a different Josh B. Let us speak. Never this again. Only positive is Laurie show potential. Sadly, no one else much did. Yeah, I, I would kind of like to see Dane get another crack at the six um, as well. There's not really much else. To go bit, with. Stiff to, bit stiff to say he had a chance to have a crack in that game because we barely had any ball. So, yeah, yeah give, give him a crack again on Thursday night and just see what he can do. Yeah, it's, it's uh, not a laugh. Go, Rob. Yeah, I stood out there. He's, one of those comments said something about it, it affects his mental health. And I mm. know a few people that have reached out to me and tell me, you know, how upset they have been, how depressed they get. If Aaron doesn't mind me saying, I know it gets him down when we lose. You know, and I, I just think this is, this is what hurts because if you know there's a bit of light at the end of the tunnel or, you know, things are on the way up or we've made these signings, the, the thing is when you cop these losses, then, you know, you start thinking how are we going to attract players to the club when who's going to want to be a part of that team? Like, uh, you know, a few people have made, especially some Parramatta supporters have made the point 
uh, on social media that I wonder if Reed Marnie and Isaiah Papali are happy they got the extra fifty or hundred thousand to leave better performing team like Parramatta and going to shit clubs like the Tigers and Canterbury, which is a fair point. And I think that's mm. going to be that's going to be taken on board now as well. So my my big fear now, okay. Yeah, next year can be different. We've got to have that sort of attitude. But how is it going to be different if we can't attract players? Like, this is really, really scary. So I don't think it matters now. Right now, we're so deep. I don't think it matters who the chairman is, who the CEO is, who the board is. Nothing's going to be fixed now in the short term. And and that's really the sad part for me. And I, I can't if, – if I'm not, like, believing we're going to do something, I, I really – I just can't watch it with the passion that I normally watch it. Like what I enjoy about watching rugby league is getting fired up, is is, mm. is cheering like an idiot when we score. Like, it's unfortunately for you two blokes, you got to see it at Flemington when you know when we played St George up up in Magic Ground. Like I'm I'm quite embarrassing to watch a game with, but that's that's how I want to feel. Like who cares now? Like really, who cares? Because we know we know any team could have a, a good eighty minutes. We're just not going to be consistent. We we know we don't have a halfback. We've lost we've lost Brooks now. That whole Brooks fiasco is a bit of a joke too, because it seems like you know the coaches wanted to keep him and management didn't. And if you really want to keep someone, you don't offer him five fifty. So I'm not saying we should keep Brooks or shouldn't. But if there's a a real lack of halfbacks out there and we know we can't attract halfbacks, then maybe we should have offered him seven fifty for a couple of years and 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 you know and sorted ourselves out instead of now having a massive hole and. And I, and I feel that's where a bit of disconnect has happened in the last week or so because, obviously, you know, the, the camp's not happy. You don't, you don't go from 66-18 to, you know, 74-0 in six weeks and, and say that it, things haven't gone to shit there. There's, there's something going on there. Uh, a couple of comments here that kind of fit perfectly with what you just said there, Rob. Kim Ranger said, if really, if we're about to sign any players for next year, they'll be running a mile in 56 years of following Balmain and West Tigers. This is heartbreaking. And then Chris W, why to watch sport to be entertained to, and to disconnect from the real world, work, etc. This is not entertainment. This is pain and impacting many people, stress, disappointment, etc. Surely the mad ones are the ones that will turn up and watch next week or get zero. Literally an embarrassment of a club will not watch another game for the reminder of uh, remainder of the season. Sorry. And what else we got here? Ben Angus, six weeks is a long time in league, 142 point. Turnaround at defense is leaking like crazy. Abysmal coaching structure that leads to those, le- those leaks. Uh, Baz, no professional sporting team should lose in the matter they did. I'm concerned that any new recruits' price tags have just increased by a large portion to lure them. That's a pretty good point there too. Uh, Max P, my thoughts from day one. We have inco- we have incompetent people at head office devise a five year plan to selfishly buy themselves time and win the fans back. They got us there back for a bit. Um, we have a has been outdated coaching sheen, so we fired in the past. We have Benji who's unproven and doing his apprenticeship on the fly. I love Benji and what he's done, but what has he actually done? Sp- spoke to twenty three halfbacks and ended uh, landed no real signing for the future. I questioned this from Day Dot. If this model would suit a re- rebuild under Bellamy or Bennett in a club where the system's in place, absolutely. And a club of a mess um, like ours, from a, this is from a very tired, worn out, disappointed and embarrassed supporter. That was Max P. That was a good That's good a great one. comment. Yeah, and, you know, oh. you know, guys, can I, yeah. can I ask you just on, on no notice, other than, say, Aaron Woods, who's left our club and gone backwards? 
Every player, every coach um, thrives when they go forward. Ivan Cleary's won a couple of premierships at Penrith in a better system. Tedesco thrived. Moses has thrived. Uh, Hastings, Hastings is going good. Whoever leaves seems to go better at other places. Alloway's going better. Not that, not that we want him or not. I mean, uh, just anyone that I can think of is going Adam better Blair, than when maybe? they were at the Tigers. Um, I mean, Adam, he was probably better at Brisbane than he was at the Tigers, but that's hard. Yeah. Well, I mean, Papa Lee's gone backwards. I mean, Bateman's Bateman's been good, I think, to be fair. Uh, Clem, Clem is probably the same as he was at Newcastle. I just don't think Newcastle realised what they had. But no one improves with us, guys. No one improves. Why do you want to come to our club if you're not getting coached properly? Seriously, we don't we don't have the systems in place. And it, it's just a harsh reality. Like, it's mm. nothing personal. It's just a fact. You just, you know, at the end of the day, the, the scoreboard is saying it all. The competition ladder has said it all for quite a few years. And I, I just don't think these guys have a clue. And, you know, they want to disassoci- disassociate themselves from the football results, yet they go out and appoint a coaching director, a football director, without the coach's approval, yet that guy has to work with the coaches and they have to be on the same page. So, you know, no matter how you feel about Brooks or how you feel about Schuster, there was complete disagreement on both those players. And and that's just not a healthy recipe. And I, I know you get they say, yeah, you should be able to have healthy debate and all that. Of course you should. But I don't think you, you employ someone that you have to work with closely without sort of seeking their approval, you know, to a degree and saying, hey, we're going to go out and do this. Are you okay with this or not? Instead, they just went and did it without these guys really knowing. They've got rid of McDonald, who, you know, who Sheen's brought back, which I, I had no time for him anyway, so I'm, I'm happy with him going. But they're, they're just not on the same page, guys. It's not it's not a unified club. They try and sell this image that they're all tight and this and that, but, but you can see in the results, you can see in the swings of form on the field that all is not right within the West Tigers, and, and it's, mm. it's quite sad. Um, normally, this part of the show, we go to Patreon questions. I will read out Shane's uh, Shane Colet's email that he sent to me, but we might save the questions for next episode. Do a nice, tight, uh, close to an hour tonight and just save. Because our preview episode, which we'll probably record on Wednesday, it's a game on Thursday, so it gives us a few things to talk about uh, instead of what, yeah, anticipating potentially another loss. So I'll just bring up Shane's rant here. Anything to put a lid on the game, boys? Or this app? Oh, I, I like we I just said earlier, I just want to say to anyone that could even be bothered listening to us, firstly thank you. But uh look I, I think the reason people listen is they just they're as frustrated as we are and, and what we say resonates with them. To just anyone that just if it's getting you down, if it's actually like really affecting you mentally, just Mate, just try and find something that, that makes you feel yeah. better. That this doesn't define you, you know. You know, even if the future of the footy club doesn't look great for for a long time from now, just don't let it affect you. Just there's there's more to life than football. You know, I, I haven't realised that till the last couple of years myself, but there is more to life. Um, and yeah, and just don't let don't let anyone bother you. And if anything we say bothers you, don't even let that bother you. Just be who you are and be happy and love the people around you, and just don't let it get you down. Hmm. Find your Nikola Jokic. Uh, Shane, <laughs> uh, so Shane Coet, our Benji Marshall tier Patreon member. Again, patreon.com forward slash Westlife. You want to take part? So, guys, I'll give you another couple of days to get your questions in on the Discord. But Shane 
said, I'm not going to say much about Saturday night. Uh, whilst I didn't think we would have have would have four seventy four put on us, I didn't ex- did expect an easy Cowboys win. Actually, um, our friend from uh, Mobile Corp just on a side note, he sent me his multi that he put against the the Tigers the other night in the uh, in the DMs. Um, yeah, he he cleaned up quite a lot with so uh, the I, amount Josh. of try scorers. Yeah, it, um, I'm just I'm just disappointed. I only put five try scorers. Um, you get injuries and this happens we have no depth and no no one of any ilk signed for next year the near future looks grim how long before ice appy and co pull a ben hunt i suspected the sheen's martial experiment would fail and it has i've said many i said it before many times the sooner every person that was involved back in 2005 is going out of this club the sooner we move forward that includes marshall and farrah i don't know if i agree with that, I don't mind it. I just think the Sheen's factor, as Rob said, his pass is used by date. Like Paddy Richards has been in there, Chris Hyington. I I don't know. I like those guys being involved with the club, and I don't think it's their fault. We've got to bring some sort of culture, winning culture, and they're the only West Tigers winners that we've had. So I don't know. What do you boys think about that one? Uh, just quickly, guys, just before we, we wrap, I'll, I'll, before I get to that, I just want to let yeah. you guys breaking news. Uh, Stefano Uta-Ikemanu has been dropped from Game 3 for Origin. They've announced oh. the team he's not in the squad. So I just thought I'd let, let you guys know that because we're obviously, what are we now, 20 to 1 on a Monday afternoon. So oh. I just thought you guys know if you haven't seen that already. Yeah, right. Well, that's good for us, yeah, what, plays against what Sharks. The <laughs> what was the question? <laughs> um, he wants every 2005 person removed out of the club. But for me, I, I don't mind having the legends around the club. Look, obviously, Marshall and Farrah being coach straight up is a risky move, but I like having the 2005 guys around the club. No, they, they should be around the club, but you put the best people in the job. And, and, if, mm. and but for everyone to think that Benji could be anointed head coach for, on, on what basis that he, that he won Celebrity Apprentice? Like, I mean, <laughs> he, he, he loves a club like no other, but this is the real world. Okay. Yeah. And, and I know he backs himself and I know he believes himself and he's a great person. And I get all that, but I just, that's just Benji backing himself and he might turn out to be that coach, but it was absolutely diabolical to throw him in that position because if this all goes to shit, Benji Marshall and Robbie Farrow do not need this and do not to be called failures or, you know, they, they took the Tigers backwards or they couldn't do the job because their legacy is players is second to none, you know, and I, I'll probably throw Gareth Ellis as they're, they're the three best West Tigers we've ever had. So it gives me no joy to say I don't think they were great appointments as coaches. And, and Robbie's a mate, you know, and mm. but it's just – and it puts me in a, in a precarious position. But I'm not going to say, oh, you know, Benji's the best and Robbie's the best coach or whatever because clearly it's hard and they're going to learn. But why should an NRL coach be learning? Like, for you know, if you haven't coached before – this shouldn't be your first job. You know, yeah. it should be like Todd Payton, you know, doing under 21s or whatever the case may be, or or even lower and, and, and working your way through the grades. You know, all, all the great coaches back in the old days, they used to do reserve grade before they did first grade. We should never have appointed these blokes like that. And Tim Sheens is 72 years of age. Even if he wanted to be the head coach, he just doesn't have the energy to do it. And that's mm. why he needed people underneath him to, to do it his way. So I just think Benji and Robbie have been put in a, in a terrible position. They, they took on the jobs because 
They love the club like no other person. I 100% get all that. But they weren't a, they weren't the right appointments, in my opinion. And, and you know, if they don't like it, that's, that's their problem. That's just how I see it. And hopefully they can prove me wrong in years down the track. But right now, it's not looking good. Uh, right, yeah. As anything to finish up the uh, for t- this week for this game and this episode. Yeah, I I pretty much agree that like if the two thousand and five guys are the right people for the job, give them the job. If they're not the right people for the job, then um, have them around the club in a different capacity because we do need that that winning mentality. Those guys who've been there, those guys who've been a part of the um, like basically the DNA of the club, um, mm. Robbie and Benji, if. If their if their coaching stint goes to shit, then they don't deserve to have that on their legacy with um what they've done for the club and the stalwarts they've been um even despite the way they were both treated in their time as players um they they don't deserve to have their legacy tarnished in that way um like Benji we probably all agree that Benji's going to be a future immortal of the game whenever um at whatever point he's eligible to be nominated for that and I'm excited for that day I'll be looking forward to that day. Um, where we get to celebrate him um, and the legacy he he leaves behind as a player. Um, I hope that the coaching stint, whenever that begins, goes well. Um, but yeah, I I can't really add too much more than that. My yeah, I just want to say to the fans that um, yeah, the way you're feeling, you're not alone. Um, I'm honestly debating for the first for the first time in my eight years as a member. I'm honestly debating whether or not I actually go down to Combank on Thursday night. Um, because I'm feeling pretty disheartened and pretty flat myself. So, yeah, you're not alone. If I was in Sydney, um, I would. I yeah. I put myself through it in Sydney. If I was in Sydney, as I come along with you, but um, obviously, I can't. I was going to say, Josh, with that last rant about the 2005 people, I'm surely you wouldn't say that about Todd Payton. You'd love to have Todd Payton around the club right now, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah, true. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, Righto, everyone, we'll be back on Wednesday. Thank you for joining us for uh, over an hour to relive literally the worst game in West Tigers history uh, so far. West, uh, worst game so far. We thought the Roosters game, as I said, was the worst. Who knows? There might be an 80-point loss coming. No, hopefully not. But, um, boys, enjoy Sydney, and we'll chat and we'll tee up the – podcast for the preview of the Sharks game and we'll do that on Wednesday afternoon but um, yeah it's everyone out there as always even in the darkest of days go the Tigers go the Tigers go the Tigers